This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking stocks with uh, with uh, Nancy Tangler. CEO and Chief Investment Officer of Laffer Tengler Investments, and Jim LeCamp, Senior Vice President for Investments at Morgan Stanley. At the end of the segment, somebody mentioned recession. So let's talk about that. Is there a recession coming? The GDP for Q3 was 4.9% at an annual rate. Call it five. That's a big number, Nancy Tengler. What's uh, what's out there? Um, I'm going to the answer a little bit. I think we're definitely <laughs> in for a slowdown, um, and and that is starting to show up in the numbers. Although weirdly, as, as through this whole period, you know, you had global PMI returning to expansionary status, but once you back out the U.S., it looks like Europe is certainly heading for a recession. Um, so when when you see that kind of a slowdown, that has forced us to really look at companies that are reliable earnings growers, mm-hmm. and that's where we've been adding into our portfolios. Uh, and you look at names like, you know, Amazon that just really had an incredible quarter, embracing robotics. I mean, there's a lot of good news and all the bad news. It's just going to take some time to work out. But we think the economy is slowing. Uh, we think the consumers going to slow some. And the question of whether or not we go into recession, um, I, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, it's interesting, Jim. Uh, the index of leading indicators mm-hmm. is down 18 straight months, 18 mm-hmm. straight months. And the yield curve has been inverted for, I don't know, quite some time, 12, 14, 15 months. But the numbers don't show it. In fact, the numbers show a strengthening in the American economy. What do you make of that? Fiscal bombast, fiscal outrageousness, Mm -hmm. um, fiscal program. uh, Yes, this is government spending. And and I, I was talking to Rob Kaplan about this the other day, and he was pointing out every time they run a channel check, it's those businesses that um, are getting the stimulus money, whether it's infrastructure, materials, et cetera, that, are, that have projects going on with good wages, et cetera. But in the long run, um, I, I'm going to agree with Lacey Hunt. Uh, government spending is a negative multiplier. Hmm. And in the long run, that slows down the economy. Our single biggest line item now for budget is interest expense. And, again, leading indicators down. Credit uh, credit is uh, undergoing a minor crunch. Uh, we've got senior loan officer surveys that show not only is lending down, but it's tighter than it's been in quite some time. Delinquencies up, bankruptcies up. Now, now the headlines on those are a little scary because they'll say, oh, they're rising at the fastest rate since 08. That's a little deceiving because they're still below where we were in 2019. But it all points to a slowdown. Is it a recession? I think probably it is. I don't think it's it's 08. 
it's not a financial crisis, but I think we probably do either go at um, at stall speed in this economy or a mild mild recession. What is the profits picture, though? In the aggregate, aren't profits coming down? Yes. Um, I mean, in, in the in the aggregate, for NIPA profits, Nancy Tangler, you know, GDP profits, I thought they were actually coming off a bit. Well, but the market doesn't necessarily move um, based on past earnings. It looks to guidance. And I mm. think... That's that's where we're seeing some optimism amongst the companies we own. And, and I would just add to what Jim said. The fiscal thrust from the U.S. government is actually accelerating. And if you just take the CHIPS Act, I mean, I, I'm, by the way, I'm not saying this is good, but it could continue to fill in the gaps if the consumer slows some. But when you when you look at the CHIPS Act, the, the peak spending isn't until 2026. Mm. And, and that is goes to manufacturing. You know, we've got a number of chip plants going up in Arizona where I am right now. And, and the multiplier on that's pretty powerful. So while you have, you know, reshoring, which is going to increase inflation, you also ha- have a lot of spending uh, going on, I think, that will continue to drive manufacturing technology and the really important parts of the market. Um, that's, that's where our overweights are, industrial, technology, energy, and materials. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not defensive. I, I think, yes, we may get a slowdown, but that. That is different than a recession, and and I, I again, I'm not predicting we're not getting one, but I do think you have to be willing to look at the other side of that and say, I guess the good news is all this spending all is right. that it is driving growth in some areas. Some areas, Nancy Tangler, Jim LeCamp, thanks very much, kids. Folks, take Thank a break. You. We're gonna do some money in politics. We have John McIntyre of Real Clear Politics and Steve Moore. I'm Cudlow. We'll be right back. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're going to talk some money in politics with John McIntyre, President and CEO of Real Clear Politics and Real Clear Media, and Steve Moore, Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline, and WABC radio host of More Money, which follows this show on many of these very same stations. Gentlemen, welcome. Uh, I want to talk about Mike Johnson, Michael Johnson of Louisiana, who was the new Republican Speaker of the House, a very smart guy, a very conservative guy, certainly an oil guy. He wants to cut spending. Oh, my gosh. He's a tax cutter. I mean, he's a real conservative. Uh, I'll begin with you, John McIntyre. What do you think of this story, Michael Johnson? Very interesting. Yeah, I think it is very interesting, Larry. And I think, you know, there was a lot of hyperventilating over the last two or three weeks about the, you know, chaos, you know, chaos, and the Republicans can't get their act together, and and that it was going to, you know, be a real problem for them next year. And I think, look, I think when you get out with regular folks in regular America and you know it, the, the more the medium and long term and the actual policies are what they're concerned about and I think I think it could have been a mess depending on how they went but I think the fact that they that that they got somebody in here with with Johnson that is really aligned with where Republican voters are today mm-hmm. and I think that's I think that's really important and I think the fact that, I mean, it, you know, the, 
he, he hasn't, uh, you know, I, I think people in the conference think of him as a nice guy. He hasn't made a lot of enemies, which, which look, you know, at the end of the day, like that, that's kind of what, what did, um, you know, former Speaker McCarthy in. Um, and so I think, I think he's in a position now, um, to, to do well for the Republicans in the House. Now, again, it's going to be, you know, how they follow up and what they do. Uh, but, but, but I think, you know, there's a kind of a difference between the Senate leadership and the House leadership. And I think, I think over on the House side, you have leadership there that is more in line with where Republican voters are today. And I think that's, that's a political plus moving into next year. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Steve Moore, he's a Trumper. That's very important. In fact, he was an attorney defending Trump on uh, impeachment charges. He's a constitutional lawyer, which is very interesting. He's a smart guy. He also has a good sense of humor. Uh, I had Senator Kennedy on, John Kennedy, who said that uh, Johnson does great imitations of people, so I'm dying to hear that. Steve Moore, do you know him? I, I don't really know him. I've met him, but I don't really know him. Have you met him? you know him? You know, I had I, I've met him once or twice. I wouldn't say I know him very well, but you know, I think he's a miracle worker. He has turned water into wine. He has parted the Red Seas. He's got to 217 <laughs> votes. Republicans <laughs> right. can do so. Uh, it's pretty amazing given where we were a week ago. And I have to say, I mean, conservatives who like me who really didn't know much about him are kind of falling in love with this guy. I mean, he's done everything right in the first four days. His speech uh, when mm. he took the gavel was really amazing, and I love the way he reached out to the Democrats and said, you know, let's try to work together. And even they, you know, didn't smirk too much at that. Uh, he what in adding to the things that you just said about Larry, uh, about him, Larry, that I love, he was one of the first people who wrote a letter to the Department of Education and to the teachers' union saying, open up the damn schools. Mm -hmm. he, he was one of the first people on that. And, of course, we now know that this was child abuse, that we left our schools uh, shut down for month after month after month. He has good instincts. That's my mm -hmm. point. And, and so uh, I think, you know, that he may have stumbled on the right choice. It was like, you know, when the British, uh, you know, chose, uh, you know, finally settled on Queen Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, so I think that one here's one thing that's coming up. So Biden is going to ask for about $150 billion and growing no way. in foreign aid and so-called emergency yeah. aid, which is yeah. just a lot of crap. But right. uh, Speaker Johnson has already said, if you want to spend more money, this is a generic comment he made, uh -huh. you want to spend more money, then you got to pay for it with spending Yay. cuts elsewhere. Yay. All right. Yay. So right. So that's I know. It, I know that titulates you. We said that in the hotline the day he was, you know, he was nominated and and uh, you know uh, got the votes. Uh, you know, we any new spending bills. This is, you know, it's look. You can't cut one or two percent of the budget to pay for this stuff. I mean, it's, mm. it's totally absurd. And this is an important thing. The other thing I want him to see connected to this, if we are going to give all this aid out, and I'm against it, but if we do. I also feel very strongly should come, come from a commitment to from Joe Biden that at least temporarily he's going to end his war on American energy. Mm -hmm. And a, a Louisiana congressman would echo that, would he not? 
You would think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like that. You know, John McIntyre, the guy's from the oil patch, okay? Let's yep. face it. I mean, it's Louisiana's. I don't know what else they do down there. I'm sure they do some things, but I'm just saying, uh, you got yourself an oil patch speaker. You got yourself, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, is this the first Southern speaker we've had in God knows how many years, 100 well, years or something? Well, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you, I mean, you did have Gingrich in there, and then I mean, you, you actually had—I don't know if you remember this name—you know, Bob Livingston for for about three weeks. So hopefully, oh, that's hopefully, right. Mike, hopefully that's Mike right. Johnson makes it longer than that. But uh, uh, but I, I I think he will knowing a little bit about his background there on that. Um, and I, but and I, I think I, your I, point, John, he is closer to the center of gravity in the GOP. Which is really, a, let's face it, it's a Trump center of gravity. And he was a very strong Trump supporter. And I think that weighed on this speakership. Uh, some of the other candidates were not strong. I mean, Emmer was basically almost an anti-Trumper. But That's just right. saying, uh, I think culturally and fiscally and in terms of oil uh, production, uh, fossil fuels, he, he is... He kind of checks off all the boxes, doesn't he, John? Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, look, it's also on the on the foreign policy side where to the point of spending cuts, like I, I, I think that's aligned with where the voters are saying, hey, if we're going to we're going to spend this money, you know, like, you know, the, the money's coming from somewhere like like we so we got to spend less somewhere else. What are we giving up? So he's making the point we got to buy for Kate. We're not going to just smash the, the, the Ukraine package with the Israeli package. We're going to bifurcate that. And then people are going to ask themselves, you know, like there's a real disagreement between the kind of Senate leadership and the House leadership on just how much the American taxpayer wants to send tens of billions month after month to Ukraine without a long term strategy or goal. And I think I think Johnson's sort of viewpoint and policy on that. It is way more aligned with Trump, and, and most importantly, it's way more aligned where Republican voters and all American voters are. And um, and I think that's that's a real you know asset. Look, moving into the next year, because the more unified a party is, and from from their nominee down through their leadership, the the, the more excited voters can get behind getting behind them and supporting them. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible. 
Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I mean, Steve Moore, you know, another $60 billion to Ukraine. I, I, I mean, the reason... That that should be broken out because we need a discussion about Ukraine. Where's the mm-hmm. exit strategy? Where's the diplom- diplomatic strategy? Where are we going on this and for how long? All right. I, I don't look. I'm obviously opposed Vladimir Putin. You, you just can't march in and take over countries. You have to respect boundaries. You have to respect international law. I get that. But do you have to put $100 billion in every year? That's got to be a big question. And I think uh, McIntyre, I think John's right. I mean, I don't think the country wants unlimited money to Ukraine. Well, we, you know, there's a question about whether we can afford to continue to be, uh, you know, the world's policeman. And, and uh, look, I'm turning more and more non-interventionist in my own thinking. And, look, I was a Reagan Cold Warrior. You know, mm. we had this the Soviet Union. But mm-hmm. I think the American people are exhausted, you know, with, with the, you know, after what happened in Iraq and Afghanistan. And, uh, and also there's a real skepticism that I share with a lot of people that how much of this money is actually getting to the people in Ukraine? That's, <laughs> That's right. right. You know, so there's a lot of so much corruption in foreign aid right now. Uh, you know, I, I was at the David Horowitz conference this weekend. I'm actually in Louisiana and New Orleans. And I asked the crowd when I gave my speech, how many of you support Ukraine funding, and only one out of three people mm. out of the 200 people there raised their hands. So there's a lot of skepticism about whether U.S. foreign aid money is having an impact. And people are just, look, people are nervous about what's happening in Washington. They think we've got an incredibly fragile economy, and I tend to agree with them. So I, I think a lot of people is let's take care of our own economy first and foremost. All right, take a break. John McIntyre, President and CEO of Real Clear Politics and Real Clear Media. And Steve Moore, Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And don't forget uh, Steve's WABC radio host of More Money following uh, this show on many of these stations. I'm Kudlow. We'll be back with some more. <laughs> 